Hey everybody, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. This is the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power Magazine and the shenanigans that we talk about in between. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. What's up? (laughs) Nice uh, throwback there. (laughs) So we're looking at uh, volume 36 from May of 1992, and the cover features none other than Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous. Literally printed <laughs> on the cover here. Yeah, so we've got the, to... The cake. Does that mean like going bareback in the bad part of town? or like... <laughs> uh, In Ottawa, they call it raw dog, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's full pelt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And we're already off the rails. Oh. Woohoo! Less than a minute in, people. And they call the and they call the the finish. Of course, is called the uh, the glazed Tim Hortons. <laughs> oh, that's what that glaze is. No wonder I eat it so uh-huh. much. Mm. <sighs> Salty. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we've got an illustration of uh, Darkwing Duck on the cover here. Uh, it's quite lovely. He's against a, a generic brick background with a big old shadow and some uh, uh, comic book words, yow, and thonk on there. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, and he's got a smug look on his face. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I always wonder, like, who else, what other shirt has, like, buttons way in the middle of the shirt? Besides, um, like, one time I was a dishwasher. Yeah, as I say, like a dishwasher. (laughs) So I I just wonder, like, if he was like, we've seen his origin story, but just wondering, Mm -hmm. like, where he got the idea for like the 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 chef shirt. So I guess um, some. Why does it say thonk under Mm -hmm. his cape? (laughs) Or is it honk? I but there's like another letter. T honk. Yeah, I honk. T honk. honk. I honk. I honk. It's like the new Apple honk. Yeah, the eye honk. This is the new Apple car. It gives out an eye honk. <laughs> so apparently someone reached out to, I think it was either an AMA, I believe it was an AMA, to the guy, one of the co-creators of uh, Darkwing Duck. Right. And um, they asked him, like, how can uh, Launchpad exist in both, uh, you know, mm-hmm. use, how is he uh, relation, related to... Uh, you know, Uncle Scrooge's world. Yeah, both both universes, right? And uh, Darkwing Duck, and he said he he wasn't the same universe, but it was parallel universes. <laughs> Bullshit! Gizmo Duck has been on Darkwing Duck. That's not. That yes, does not Mike. prevent him from being on there. Mike's Mike's brain went. <laughs> You're like he didn't comprehend it. Look, I like I've he read, exists in both universes. Mike is what he's saying. Like, but they're crossovers. Mm. No, those were cross-dressing. That was different. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying what I heard on the internet. So therefore, it must be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only by the All creator, right. so I guess it must be true. All right. Yeah. So uh, other than that, we have what Contra Three is. Uh, yep. Has a little star there. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. That's all we have got going on. Pretty much. Right? Let's move on to the inside right. advertisement. Do things in the issue. Pretty much. We've got uh, get more power in advertisement here to subscribe to Nintendo Power. And we have a interesting illustration of Samus, where apparently her leg is like, yeah, what the is hell? Is she like presenting? I don't know why it's up so high <laughs> and like outturned. 
She's doing like the American History X, like bite the curb stomp. That's up really high, though. Anyways, she's <laughs> uh, holding her blaster arm and shooting at the reader, apparently threatening them that still just fifteen dollars. They have to, yeah, they have to order a prescription here. You have to buy the scans are a little weird. They have like the cards that you could send in to renew your subscription, like in between the two pages. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, apparently there's a renew your subscription card Yep. and then, uh, it breaks down the deal for $14. You get four issues and for 15, you get 12 issues in a player's guide. So unless you're an idiot, just get the 15, <laughs> I would say. What? Um, yeah. If, t- if, times sure? are, yeah, if times are that bad, you can't spring for an extra dollar. Mm. Yeah. It says for a dollar more, you get. Like, oh, uh, I don't have the renewal times. one on this. I just have the regular one. No, it says like get more power, and then under the power it goes. Do you want to triple your power? And it, like breaks down. Oh, the I see. Oh no, it's telling you if you were to go out and purchase at the newsstand. Oh, issues, this okay. is what it would cost okay. you. Ah. So for the same amount of money, you can get twelve issues. Basically, is what they're saying. Triple your power and get a player's guide. Yeah. Okay. So and you get to pick from one of four different players' guides. So they have some kind of player's guide on Mario Mania, which apparently is a bunch of Mario games. The NES Game Atlas, Super NES Game Atlas, or the Game Boy Game Atlas. I'm guessing those are just lists of games. Yeah, I says, remember the one I got. I got the Super NES one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the Super NES one says 160 pages of inside information on the hot new games for the 16-bit powerhouse. And, uh, yeah. So it has, uh, and the Game Boy one has maps, apparently. So complete maps on the NES one, so not a bad deal. And all right, uh, then we have another ad which is very violent on the next page. Yeah, this is super weird. This is like the weirdest ad I can recall, at least. <laughs> it has a giant bold text, uh, all caps: "Punish your father when he gets home." <laughs> at the top, and it's against a white background. It just has a picture of the Game Boy with Tetris on it. And it says, so your Game Boy is missing again. Who knows where you'll find it? On his workbench in the garage, under his recliner in the den, and his briefcase on its way home. You've given him his chances, but now it's time for him to get his own Game Boy. He's lucky that it's also time for Father's Day. It's time to lay down the law. Remember Dad on June 21st. Hmm. So the idea is, like, keep your dad from stealing your Game Boy so much. Buy him a Game Boy of his own, I guess is the problem. I don't know how you're punishing them, then. Maybe if you stick it up his ass? I don't know. <laughs> you you see you <laughs> You want a Game Boy Dad? Here it is! Uh, right up your rectum. Uh, this ain't one of those fun Tetris pieces either. This is the hard one to get up there. <laughs> this is like the L shaped. Or the T one. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it won't be the first time his dad's had a T in the ass. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I just thought that, All right. I just thought the punishment would be like you steal his credit card and then claim that you bought it for him. <laughs> so, anyway. next page, we got the table of contents, and uh, it's not a whole lot there that's interesting. They just have the illustration from, uh, for whatever reason, it's got a dude on <laughs> a, a really thin mattress uh, underneath pink blankets, shivering and sweating, looking at a giant Game Boy, and there's his dog <laughs> on the floor next to him. Game Boy. It's like a... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> dog like next to him on the floor also has a blanket over him and, and is also shivering and looking. And the, yeah, the, the perspe- 
This perspective is all weird. The dog is mesmerized. The dog's tripping acid is what the dog's doing. (laughs) That's from our famous uh, dick nose drawer. Mm. All right, players pulse. Speaking of, I don't. This is unrelated, but now I just thought it meant thought of something. Now I just said mm. dick nose. You know uh, James Franco, the actor, right? Mm. He well, cries in all those movies. He cries in all those movies. Spider-Man. He's cried in a few movies. Oh, okay. Twenty-seven days, like twenty-seven hours, whatever it is. So apparently, um, he was like teaching some kind of like he cried in milk but that was a different reason (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, he cried over the spilled milk you know what I mean I'm guessing that has to do with sex of some kind you didn't see milk alright it's about like a a gay rights act I have no interest in Sean Penn he was the mayor of San Francisco I believe wasn't the mayor he was fucking like something not, yeah, basically like a like a state senator kind of I think or like you know like a low level city official, but like it was still a big deal because it was the first time an openly gay um, person had won that. And then strangely enough, Jonestown, which happened all the way across the world, is what led to his death. And, well, what? Okay. Anyways, back to what I was saying about James Franco. Apparently he was like teaching this class and went out and made some kind of like uh, he said he was going to make this like artsy fartsy like film in Paris, mm. and he literally walked around the streets of Paris with like a dildo attached to his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and he presented the film to his students, and it was called Dick Nose in Paris. Oh my god! <laughs> Give that man an Oscar. <laughs> I thought he was just going to call it like Cyrano de Bergerac or something. You know, you know, they 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 say uh, Daniel Day Lewis is a method actor. No, that is method acting right there. When you strap a dildo to your face, that is that is commitment to the art. Dick nose in Paris. I don't think it's ever seen the light of day, unfortunately. But I would I would pay money, sir. I would pay good money. Oh my gosh! All right, moving on into the players' pulse. Uh, the theme here is superhero for a day. Yep. So the close-up of Link prompt. making us wonder why does he have pink hair? <laughs> and the uh, the prompt is uh, what did you like? How would you use like which which Nintendo par- character would you want to like power would you want to have mm. for a day? So uh, are we going to read all these? What, what are we going to uh, do? They're kind of short, so I just think we can blow through them. Uh, <laughs> David Dilworth. <laughs> In Oregon. Speaking of blowing. It says, if I was Yoshi for a day, I would fly all over and eat everything in sight except my Nintendo system. That kid has diabetes at this point. <laughs> um, and then Steve Brown in Medina, Ohio says, I would like to be Dr. Mario and then I could cure people and everyone would be healthy. Oh, exactly like how Mark Zuckerberg thinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. All right. All right. Next one is uh, if I could have any power of a hero from a NES game, I would have the power of Lolo. Why? Easy. Not only would I be smart, I could also ace school, but I would be cute and adorable. I could run through people's legs to the front of the line of the cafeteria and get to my food first. Having the power of Lolo would be the best, wouldn't it? Isn't Lolo like the Qbert thing? It's like a little blue ball thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's its power? He pushes blocks into. He pushes blocks. All right. Mm. Well, Ben, I know you're. Well, here's a fan the problem: of the next one, so. I mean, Evan Murray is from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah, of course the Canadian writes in with the shit one. Yeah. So. 
And then, I'm not. Ben, I know this next one's in your wheelhouse, oh, too, so why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you follow If up, I yeah. could be the silver surfer for a day, I would do what he does often does, fly around to my surfboard in outer space. Since I would be coated with an indestructible silver glaze, then I wouldn't have to worry about oxygen. Well, yeah. <laughs> having your skin covered doesn't solve breathing, but, you know, good, good try. Well, it does when you're silver surfer, but I think part of his power is that, I don't know. Yeah, the power is, is he a human? No, he's from uh, uh, some other he's not human. planet. Uh, he's okay. humanoid. Yeah, his name is Norrin Rad from... Mm -hmm. uh, I forget the name of the planet, but yeah, yeah, he made too. a promise with Galactus to find planets for him to eat if he would spare his. So Galactus <laughs> gave him the power to survive deep space flight. Right. With the uh, power no, cosmic. He does not need to eat or drink or breathe. He just subsides off of the power cosmic. Yep. Which he's powered by the sun, in other words. Hmm. <laughs> well, All right. So, so uh, I imagine he encounters multiples in his. Uh, oh, I'm sure. And then Justin Head from Lexington, Illinois, writes in, I would be Captain Planet for a day and have a special ability of destroying pollutants. I would purify the ocean and make the air clean and the land fertile. Earth. Wind. Fire. Heart. 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 <laughs> Captain when our Planet, powers combine. We's a hero. Gonna <laughs> take pollution down, down, down to oh, there's zero. zero. There's a water power, too, right? Yeah. I was waiting for the rest of you, but apparently you forgot Earth and water. I said no, Earth said first. Earth. Yeah, Earth. Well, you definitely forgot water. Well, I don't remember that uh, sequence. I just remember that guy sounding like I was having an orgasm when he said, Earth! I, I just love how all the uh, the kids look just as like the kids from the Magic School Bus, all grown up. You got the white <laughs> redhead, you got the blonde, hmm. you got the Asian kid, you got the Latino kid, you got the black kid. Okay. Next one, John. So I, I guess Miss Frizzle. Why well, did that? I did, I did one. that one. So yeah. Mike, okay, my dream one. is to be Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. He is brave to avenge first his father and now Irene. He is also a ninja. I'm studying martial arts too. Ryu has been my favorite character since the beginning. Eric Wilson, Dexter, Mo Montana. Mo Zura. Mo Zura. Right, because Montana doesn't start with an N. It's MN. <laughs> That's Minnesota. Oh, shit. I don't know. You <laughs> the game continues. I remember, I, you know, I actually Montana bookmarked like, the Wikipedia article for like state abbreviations just for this purpose, and I totally forgot to bring it up. <laughs> All right. Last All right, one ben. Uh, from Bellevue, <laughs> Mississippi. Yep. Thank God. <laughs> no, Michigan. Damn it. <laughs> it's MI. MI is Michigan. Mississippi who is MS. Who made these abbreviations? <laughs> Hitler, apparently. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> My stupidity. Oh, no, he's doing that on his own. All right. Uh, I wish I could have the abilities of Link in the adventure of Link. I could use spell to turn my enemies into monsters, life to cure my wounds, and shield to prepare me for battle. I wish I had Link's powers for a day. Why would you want to make your enemies stronger by turning them into monsters? Yeah, the guy's wrong. It makes them sleep. He's an idiot. <laughs> well, what do you expect from a yeah, guy and like, from Belleville? What? May as well be from um, Mississippi. Yeah, right? Which, um... <laughs> I mean, like, what in your life do you... When you're nine, do you need, like healing like mm. spells and shit too i mean I don't know, I don't maybe know. he's one of those skateboard douchebags that's just like always jumping off railings and curbs and shit mm. all right and then uh they have a highlight on the next page of the super ness 
NES trip winners, so um, not much there, but some guys got to go test the Super NES and got one of their own and played some developmental games and stuff, so good for them. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then, let's see, in volume 34... Uh, so this is Gail's editor's corner. We ran a column which listed the questions asked on a previous player's poll questionnaire. The questions dealt with the changes that were made in the format. Your answers gave us an overall view of your feelings about these changes. With this issue and player's poll questionnaire, we would like to delve a bit deeper into the issue of changes and get your opinions on George and Rob. They suck. Now playing... <laughs> The Legend of Zelda and the comics, Super Mario Bros. Uh, comics, they rock. Well brought up. Too bad you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is great. this is great podcast material right here. Take, take the time. Wait till I fart on the mic. <laughs> I already did. Uh, okay. All right, let's go. You'll win a grand prize like one of our Super NES trip winners. Huzzah. Thanks, Gail. All right, next up. Darkwing By Duck. the way, um, yeah. for the... For the um, awards later. We need to like pause before we do that and like go through what we think the winners are. Okay. Oh. So I'll go find the I'll find the old list from the issue, issue like two ago. Yeah, and uh, we can do that, and then we'll we'll read. I don't want to even look at those pages. Like, so st- we'll stop before we look at it, oh, okay. and then we can see how. All right. So. All right. Okay. Continue. All right. Darkwing Duck. Let's, Let's get, get dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> Okay. This, this, oh, the show is so good, and this game, I can't believe I never got the chance to play it. Like I, I played it. I had the Super Nintendo, so I guess I never looked back, but I guess I was waiting for them to, because uh, they had so many games on the Nintendo, they got a Super redo, so I was mm-hmm. just hoping for that. But, you know, look at look at this screenshot for a Nintendo game. Pretty friggin' awesome. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. again, we've had this conversation every issue for the like the last you know probably six issues these nes games that came out after the super nintendo was on market a lot of them are really really good really well done i mean people know how to program for the nes at this point so they're great games it's just people their their mm-hmm. focus had shifted so um but yeah this is definitely i mean it's in that capcom disney wheelhouse mm-hmm. of you know risky rangers chip and dale all that stuff. The game's solid. I mean, I love this cartoon, so I played it. Um, back then or recently? Know, yeah, back then. Oh, okay. No, I didn't play it recently. Yeah, what um, I did do when I was at Caffeine 1-Up was I recently got to play Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, and that was so so much fun because we had gotten to like the end of the first level, and then there's a part where you start going up, up a, a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. Except I jumped before he had a chance to uh, get on the ledge. So he was stuck on like the ground level. And as soon as I jumped up, just just like being on the other end of the screen eliminated him. Yep. Mm. So just standing still killed him. So the big problem with this game is uh, his weapon is this like gas gun that you have to collect gas like to shoot with and change the modes on. It's just kind of awkward. Um, the it's just it's weird and this game uh, what they essentially did was they took the engine from Mega Man 5 hmm. and like reskinned it with Darkwing Duck content so would you rather play like so there's like six stages if you include the battle the boss battle or like so would you rather have um 
Mega Man Five, which had eight, you know, eight stages in which you gathered the weapons of the fi- of the bosses of each stage to take on, you know, like the final boss, or would you rather, um, you know, have this game where your gun never really changes and like there's only five stages? <laughs> like, it, it, just go play Mega Man Five. It's the same game, but you know, better done <laughs> is is really the big issue here. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I I don't remember this game being particularly good. Uh, I just you know was into the cartoon, so mm-hmm. I gave it a try back in the day. But yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot to say about the article. I mean, it's all pretty standard fare. Um, it's got you know illustrations from uh, I would have to imagine the cartoon and or comic book series that have been provided to them. Yeah, I, I got to ask about this boss at the end though. The ruler at the woods is named Bushroot. Oh, oh yeah, he's a regular on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. What gets me is the Wolfman Duck, which I really don't remember from the show at all. This one seemed to be just made for the game. I don't remember the show. That I mean, obviously this was twenty five years ago. So Bushroot sounds like an Australian uh, whorehouse. <laughs> no, hi <laughs> oh, <laughs> gonna get yeah. your root on a bushroot. And then, of course, uh, Steelbeak is the the final boss. Uh, the uh, issue that has Bushroot's or the uh, the cartoon episode that has Bushroot's origin is pretty funny in that the uh, the doctors because Bushroot is a, a scientist working with Botany before he gets transformed into a plant, and the two doctors that uh, you know attempt to kill him or uh, goof or like just torture him are Doctor Gary and Doctor Larson. Mm-hmm. So if you remember the Farsight comic, it mm. was done by Gary <laughs> Larson. Nice. That's nice homage and, there. Yeah, and it's not the first, it's not the last homage they made because there was another episode with an alien talking cow and she was from the planet Larson. <laughs> so Bushroot is basically Poison Ivy. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah, essentially he has telekinetic control over plants and he's plant-like in nature, so. And then they have then, uh, Megavolt, yep. who's kind of like uh, Electro, I'm guessing. Yeah. And Quackerjack. Joker, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wolfman, Duck Witch doesn't count because I've never saw him before. And then there's... And Moriarty. Well, his, which is, his name is Moliarty in the, co- no, in the cartoon. Oh. But they screwed mm. up. They just said Moriarty <laughs> here. Yeah, they, they, they screwed up. It's Moliarty because mm. he's a mole. Okay. Yeah. But he's good at being... Anyway, whatever. And then there's Liquidator. <laughs> so, in other news, go watch a couple old episodes, skip the game, <laughs> and play Mega Man 5 instead. Yeah. St. <clears throat> Bernard. Right. Okay. And next up... Speaking of games that we want to skip... <laughs> hey, we have uh, Wacky Races from Hanna-Barbera up next. But what doesn't make any fucking sense. It's not a racing game. Yeah. One, okay... So, did you ever watch Wacky Races growing yeah. up? Yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes. I mean, they were fun. Right. I mean, it was from, like, the late 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, or early like late 60s, early 70s did you or whatever. see that episode from the uh, South Park where they were, uh, where Timmy was, uh, like, they were trying to screw up his, uh, his handicap uh, business. So, they reintroduced the Wacky Races. And then Randy's just like, <laughs> no. yeah. And Randy's just like, oh my fucking god, they're bringing back the wacky races. <laughs> and then he's like running through town, telling everyone they're bringing back the wacky races. And then they're okay. just like, oh man, I bet that Snidely Whiplash has got up to his tricks again. 
But then, like, because the wacky races took place in the 70s, Snidely Whiplash is like this old, decrepit man who can't do anything. So, yeah. um, Snidely Whiplash was Dudley Do-Right, I thought. Is that right? No, it's Dick Dastardly. Dick Dastardly is here. Oh, wait. This is Dastardly. Okay, fucked up. Here I come to save the day. Speaking of fucked up, this game. So yeah, what were you saying about pl- games looking better and being better near the end? Mm. Well, I'm not saying all of them are. This, I mean, this game looks all right, I guess, but um, it's a plat. It's a platformer based on a 20 year old show at the time. Like this, I mean, uh, the, the amount well, of interest. Okay, in it well, let's we'll just no talk about the theme. Yeah, let's just talk about the core issue with this game. You're not racing in the game. Yeah. You're not racing in the how, fucking game. You are. How, how can you make a wacky races game and not have it be a racing? <laughs> yeah, it's not a racing you game. Should, you should have a shit ton of power ups where it'd be like Mario Kart, where you would have all these amazing things like the bone. Or like just bone any game. racing at all. I don't right. care. Just put a track and cars. Just, just have that's cave, all you had to do. The caveman mobile, the grizzly mobile, the bone mobile. Like yeah, I, those yeah. Cars. You could like throw bones and. Speaking of the bone mobile, how did your date go the other night? Oh, tires were deflated. Oh. But yeah, like I w- this is one of those things. Like I'd love to be on the pitch meeting for this. Like right. so, we're making a wacky races game. All right, well, uh, you know how do the races work? Oh, it's not a racer. Get the fuck out! Is yeah. how that conversation should have gone. All right, so like, get this: you play as the dog, right? <laughs> and the dog Muttley, he's gonna go around collecting power ups for Dick Dastardly to win the race. So those okay, are mini, so we so see these the are race. Mini games. These are mini games and that you can take these parts and use them in the race, right? No, no, that's the game. No, There's no, no, no racing. It's just collecting shit. Uh, um, <laughs> to, to for the big race at the end, so the the race is at the end, right? Uh no, the race is implied, but of course we want to keep the budget down, so we're just going to show the dog. <laughs> I don't see any foreseeable problems with this. Green light. We don't. This is yeah. We didn't even have the money the re- to show him laugh doing his central laugh either. So just keep that. Games in your like hat. this are the reason there's AIDS in the world. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Like fuck. Well, can you just whoever- like, imagine like purchasing this game? You know, not having seen a demo or a view or anything. Going, hey, I'm gonna play oh. a Wacky Races racing game. You take it home. You unpack it. And you- <laughs> You're yeah, you know some poor talk. bastard kids ended up with this at Christmas <laughs> that year because the grandparents like, oh, Wacky Races, that was a great show back when I was, you know, raising my son. Right. Like, but you know, oh, well, here's a big slap Christ. in the face is you can actually walk past all the different racers. They're in the game, but yeah. they're just sitting there. Yeah, it looks like you fight them uh, or, uh, yeah, you. So, they're like enemies, yeah, because yeah, yeah, like they're they're good and you're bad. So like, I don't know, just fucking skip this game like this game everything that's wrong with the world is what this game is like i, I like the uh, the attack mode where you can see power-ups like the sonic bark and it shows the word bow actually passing out of muttley's lips <laughs> the word bow it's not even a bark it's a bow <laughs> and then next to it is wings where you don't even see wings you just see muttley like flying by his farts or something Yep. All right. And on to the next game. Very good. Next up, we have Robocop. Still, We're still on uh, Robocop 3. Robocop 3, Excuse sir. Me. Good, sir. And here he's got Newt. made a third and here, one. And here he's got Newt from Alien 3. And this is another turd of the game, unfortunately. 
this this, uh, this issue is really I mean uh, Darkwing Duck has been the highlight so okay. far and that now you know is what he got the cover. Off of yeah why Mega Man is uh, uh, so on the bottom bottom right here page 21 Robocop just has a mouse cursor in his chest apparently is that for real <laughs> do you have to use I the mouse guess. cursor in the game oh my gosh dude, or is that like a screenshot of like the PC version or something Oh my gosh, if you actually... That must be a screenshot else. of the PC version. It has to be. All right. Where Something did the robot touch you? <laughs> Point to the location of Robocop's body. On my <laughs> chassis. So I, this is based on the third movie, I think. And it's just as good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somehow these games got worse as they went, which is just shocking. Like, they matched the movies. So mm-hmm. there's just... It doesn't control well. It's I've only watched a review of it because I just knew this was like getting raped in the mouth by a her like a a dick ridden by herpes. Mm. But um, it just there's yeah, nothing. Apparently, good you here. fight Ryu in the in the final conflict. Yeah, I don't know. Avoid the ninjas. Interesting. So they're like the there's, the, there's the, nothing good here. I mean, the graphics look okay for. I mean, they look decent for any NES game. Really did seem for like a mid-generation NES game. Not like near the end when they should have had their act together. Well, take a look at the end when you see like the tank and the shadow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like it. I think it looks decent. It's got a lot of shit on screen at the same time. You can see what power-up you're swapping between. We get to see Ed 209 still looking like Krang's little robot body thing. Yeah, that looks awful. I mean, that is just awful. Yeah, that little walker thing that Krang uses before he gets his Mama June body. That's, I mean, that's, that's really needed to give that guy his own game or some kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, if we, like, if they took, if they made a story about Krang from, like, the new, from the new IDW comic, because that Krang is a friggin' badass. Like, it showed him before he got his robot body when he was marooned on a planet and how he, like, was able to kill the local wildlife with a stick. I thought we were talking about Robocop. Uh, I thought we were talking about (laughs) Krang, okay. No, it's about Ed 209. The hell were you talking about? The body that... Oh, my God. In the Turtles comic, before Ed get... Before Krang makes his his robot man-baby body, he's seen walking around in that little uh, walker thing that looks like Ed 209. Mm. Like a glass case with the two legs. Yes. So that's why I was talking about Krang. I gotcha. That's about as interesting as this game gets, so... Moving on to classified information. Well, we're making good time. Yeah. Because these games are shit. <laughs> I'm gonna say. It's, oh. a dark, it's a dark day for Nintendo. Uh, you get s- well, we're it's May. I mean, it's a shit time of the year yep. to get video games. So, so here, May Hi. is like when you didn't make the cutoff for uh, the end of the previous year, and it's not good enough to wait until the end of this year. So it's like, well, there's nothing coming out, so there's a little competition. Shove it out the door and hope it makes some bucks, basically. So we got uh, a secret warp for Thrilla's Safari. So that's lovely. Woo! And then in Legend of the Mystical Ninjas, you learn how to find hidden money. And the best part is the one in Sim City where you can figure <laughs> out how to screw over the, the financial calendar. So then when uh, you will make $999,000. Which is really enough to win any scenario. Yeah, pretty much. 
I love this thing from Maniac Mansion. So this is a tip for Maniac Mansion. It says, if you've had it with Dr. Fred and his whole wacky mansion, you can blow the entire house into smithereens in one easy step. <laughs> the steel security door at the top of the steps lead to a hallway. Enter this hallway, investigate the wall just to the left, use the security door. You'll find a keypad near the left wall. Use the keypad four times and you'll trigger an explosion that will make the mansion go up in flames. This is no way to win the game, but it's a quick and easy way to see it end. And then they show a screenshot of just like a giant mushroom cloud on that hill where the house was. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. There's also the castle comeback uh, tip for Super Mario out yeah, there. If you so. want to fight the Koopalings again, usually you can't because the castles have been blown up. But if you press the L and R buttons, then you'll mm. re-enter the castle as though it had never been destroyed. Mm-hmm. So if you're really driven to play that castle again... Did I get the Yoshi coins, right? Yeah, right. Um, so, and then there's some tips. How, from, yeah, House Hole in One has a hidden hole. There's a hole. hidden hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slip him a Mickey. <laughs> you got to go on the back half of the course, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're playing from the rough, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then the Adams Family, where you get to go inside one of the bear rugs to collect some hearts, golf balls, and one-ups. Nice. So, kind of cool. And then speaking of kind of cool, bum, 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 we get to see another issue of The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Link has finally claimed the Master Sword, and we see that he's finally beginning to realize the extent of his destiny after winning the three pendants of virtue. The Master Sword firmly in hand, all that remains is for him to rescue Zelda. Can Link meet his ultimate challenge? And then here we see Link just, just entranced and stoned by the power. He's just like, oh man, so much power. It's like holding a lightning bolt. Power. But then a big mace comes crashing through the dirt and then several more. And that's when he realizes he's under attack by soldiers. And he does one power swing and just shatters them. But it takes a lot of, it uses a lot of power. And he's all exhausted. And then he passes out in the woods and then wakes up to Link to Zelda telling him to wake up. Telling him that only a single night remains, and that Aghanim will cast his incantation on me under a full moon. And then a whole lot of more talking, and Link says, like, alright, I got the Master Sword. And then he gets a bath in the village. And then, for some reason, that's a real another rapid departure from the game. He takes a hot air balloon, rather than just simply busting into the front door like you do in the game. And you just, like, kill everybody with your sword because you are an unstoppable psychopath. But here we see the full moon is rising. Aghanim has watched the moon rise. His uh, minion is telling him that the preparations are complete, which really do consist, as far as we know, of dropping Zelda on a stone slab. Well, those are pretty good preparations. And then Aghanim starts to do an incantation, but then a shadow rises and then we hear master ganon and he says this is the hour of the incantation you must not fail me yes my lord i sense a being approaching the barrier surrounding the castle a being with intense emotional energy what it can't be him very well i will send princess zelda to the dark world before his very eyes and then link is 
screwing around with a hot air balloon. And of course, because he doesn't know what he's doing, he crashes it into the castle, gets attacked by guards, and he introduces them to the Master Sword in the only way he knows how brutal, indiscriminate murder. And so he stumbles upon Aghanim, she's chanting some words like Neon Derota, Cro-Magnon, Cro-Magnon. So I guess he's ordering from a Chinese food menu. And then he comes at Aghanim with the sword, but then the old man Yoda says, do not put all your trust in the Master Sword. Even its mighty magic cannot harm Aghanim's body. So he takes a swipe at Aghanim and realizes, hey, the old man wasn't whistling Dixie. And then he realizes he can't move. And then Aghanim tells him to witness the last moment of Princess Zelda. And then we get to see Zelda go... And then the old man gets up really close and intimate with Link, telling him, It is now only a matter of time before the forces of evil conquer the world. Even the so-called legendary hero is helpless against us. Now that we have the power of gold, the Triforce... And it looks like he's going to get really up close and molesty with uh, with our poor hero. And that's where it says to be continued. So will Link conquer Aghanim or will Aghanim find his own hidden hole? Let's find <laughs> out next month. Nice. Okay, next up we got the Game Boy section. <laughs> that's Ben's like, I'm checking back in after letting Mike just go off for like two, three minutes. <laughs> and back in the <laughs> And I put my phone down. Okay. Yeah, I was totally texting the entire time. <laughs> this is uh, respect, All right, anyway. Thank, well, you know, you carried it. Special job, note Mike. for our listeners. Please note that most uh, podcast players have a fast forward or rewind button. So if you'd like to skip certain sections of our podcast, please feel free to use those controls. All right. All right. <laughs> I didn't say which. Maybe if maybe if they like give it a lot on Patreon, we can like have a mic mute feature. Mm, yes. Um, that would definitely bring in the money. <laughs> so we have uh, we can release a special edition podcast that has Mike has Mike's track removed. <laughs> Just silence. All right. Next up, the Game Boy section. Batman Return of the Joker. So now that you've got Batman in the palm of your hand, hi-yo, how are you going to get him through the four difficult stages of Sun Sass, Batman Return of the Joker? So it looks like a pretty decent uh, platformer mm-hmm. for the Game Boy. And they did you this could- weird thing where they tinted all the screenshots with purple for some reason. Oh, Triforce actually talked about this like when he was on. Um, this game? No, just like why the tinting was like off for all these. Do you remember that, Mike? No, we're going to have to just listen to the episode then. <laughs> it basically had to do with the way that they like capture the images. Like, Well, we talked why. with Llewellyn, and he told us how they captured the image. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I shouldn't, maybe, someone, maybe I shouldn't have been drunk that night. Yeah, maybe someone should have been there. <laughs> yeah, you could have still been there drunk. You would have fit right in. <laughs> 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 all right, so what kind of moves does he have? He has a battering. Um... And he's got the, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I love how Batman is non-violent, but he'll throw, like, a fucking razor blade at your face. <laughs> like, well, he's, Jesus he's violent. He's well, not non-violent, non-lethal. but he, he, won't, he won't shoot you. But, like, apparently I can, like, throw a razor blade at your neck and right. you just fine. 
Uh, it says, when you push up on the controller, Batman fires his bat hook at a 45 degree angle. So it kind of has some, um, I want to say, uh, a Bionic Commando type moves where you swing. Swing low, sweet <laughs> Batman. Coming forward to take the Joker out. Mm-hmm. Are there bat nips? That's what I need to know. That doesn't look like it. I don't think no. there's that fine of a detail. I'm not in then. Not the sh- if there's bat nips, I'm not in. Not the Schumacher yeah. hasn't, no been, uh, hasn't made his move yet. <laughs> yeah, no, how to say about uh, the game. Looks yeah. pretty decent. Number you fight two is uh, a tank. Sh- <laughs> Stage two, two. That man gets Pardon to me. punch a tank. Hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> facing off against a tank. Yeah. Take it to the tank. He's fighting a Shogun warrior. He fights uh, someone, someone called Darklaw. You, you armor-plated monstrosity. I know Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, how do you think the Jews won that seven-day war? Like, they just walked up to the tank and just started punching the shit out of it. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the Palestinians did. It's like, what happened? We brought tanks. You know what? They brought fists. We were fucked. Mm. And that's the Middle now East we crisis know, in a nutshell. And now we know what the guy <laughs> in the Tiananmen Square was doing. So yeah. you're saying the Joker rel- gonna punch like it. represents Palestine and Bat- Batman represents the UN. <laughs> <laughs> the Riddler is Putin. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's... Uh, it's a Batman game. It's on Game Boy. It's probably decent. Looks The platform looks all right. I don't know. I mean, do we have to really talk that much about this? <laughs> no, I, I don't to know. Talk about it. Well, yeah. there's definitely right. more to talk about here than the fun pack. No, 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 no. We're moving on to the fun pack. All right. Sayonara, Batman. Looks like a decent game. Uh, we'll see you next time. Fun Pack. If you like Batman, yeah, go ahead. Right. Fun Pack 4-in-1 for Game Boy. You've got Gaming on the Go for chess and Batgammon and Checkers and Reversi. But that's not the best part. Let's talk about this wacky artwork. <laughs> yeah, we get to see... Yeah, what the hell is going on? See Game Boys playing chess with... Violinists, cops, weightlifters. Uh, I don't know. So this is when the machines take over and Game Boys are ruling the world, apparently. They've grown arms and they're placing people on a chessboard. And then we oh. apparently have uh, Borat's uh, cousin here uh, <laughs> doing some kind of dance in front of a giant Game Boy, which is also like rocking the, out. I know. It's like, it's like their take on the iPad uh, silhouette commercials. Is he plugged so the, into the iPad, into the yeah. uh, Game Boy? Yeah, the Game Boy's plugged into his head. So it's like controlling Oh, yeah, I see that. You got a fucking Matrix oh, situation. Oh, that is going weird. This is totally trippy. Yeah, it's 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 like an MTV music video oh, that's, from that's early In 80s. Soviet Russia, Game Boy plays you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Backgammon, where we got like a, a street pimp just floating spectrally across the board while. Two cops are apparently trying to hold him at Game Boy Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on here. This is bizarre it's art. Four boring games on one cart. Woo! The artwork would make it more interesting the game than these things. And what the hell is happening in Reversi? This is Othello, right? It's the same game? Anyways, so you've got... Uh, oh my god, yeah, the, the last one. He's got these pink hooded uh, people and dressed in all black. I'm guessing those are female. And then you have these dudes dressed in all white that are apparently on fire. Or electrocuted. Or electrocuted. 
I don't know. It looks like somebody from Daft Punk is trying to kill them. How many, you know, like, <laughs> what kind of drugs do you think the artist was on when they drew this? Hey, man, we just need some uh, stock art for uh, the Fun Pack 4 and 1. Did you do that? Oh, yeah. Hold on. No. <sighs> yeah. Hold my arm. <laughs> Got any rubber tubing? Ben does heroin the, the real way. There we go. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So... Yeah, it's a really boring game, but the uh, artwork is worth checking out. So, what is it? Page 52 to 55 um, on issue 36. Like, it's a trip. It's definitely <laughs> worth flipping through or... Yeah. You know. It's worth yeah. tripping. It's anyway. worth tripping All right, so I'm so excited to talk about the next thing. So, <laughs> the, next pa- right, the next page is a, about a peripheral and game pack called Workboy. What's mm-hmm. Workboy, you say? Well, it is your own personal organizer that allows you to have a clock, so you can keep a local clock function. You can keep a day book or journal, uh, keep track of all your important appointments using the day book function. You can, uh, it says hot or cold, there's a temperature function, convert Fahrenheit to temperatures into Celsius or vice versa, unknown if it actually takes temperature or if it just tells you how to convert it. You have a control menu where you can clear records. You have a calendar where you can see um, what, you, what you're doing Friday the 13th, January 1995. Uh, and then you can exchange currency. And what's so special about the peripheral? Well, it's a full QWERTY keyboard for the Game Boy that plugs into the Game Link and also has a handy-dandy uh, uh, um, holster. What do you call it? You know, a thing. A caddy. Caddy. No, no, no. I'm thinking of something else. Anyway, something that holds the Game Boy. You can also so you can type into it with the keyboard, which is pretty friggin' amazing. Like a dock. Yes, a dock. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. You can keep records of random shit. You can measure things. You can, you can you can talk at the same time. You cannot. It says. It says the word, phone. It says the, it's got an auto dialer. Oh, it's like a like a phone. It's the workboy can auto dial from a list of telephone numbers. In the address really, book database, hold the mouthpiece of the phone to the Game Boy speaker, then auto dial. Oh, wow, it really has a phone. It makes oh, the it, t- it touch tone sounds. Oh, I'm like boop, boop, Whoa! Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, that's hilarious. So like, it, can you plug it into something or? No, you just hold up your phone next to the damn makes, Game Boy. It puts a pitch into the phone for each oh, number. It makes the sounds. Son of a bitch. That's that's actually brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> you can't fit your phone in your pocket, but you can fit your pocket to your phone. Yeah, hmm. you've got a calculator yeah, if here. You use the, could you imagine someone whipping this out at like a business meeting? <laughs> Hello, I've got to take my notes in my Game Boy. What, Fred? What are you doing? Are you playing Tetris again? No, I'm using my work boy, sir. I'm taking no- <laughs> notes of all your accounts on this super secure like setup. This picture of this guy on a plane, like with a tray down, like typing away, like he's working on a fucking huge report <laughs> on his Game Boy. Yep. Oh, fucking oh, it has a 255-year appointment book. Woo. That's right, awesome. this thing's going to last. Uh, I don't, so I don't, this thing didn't even last 255 days. You can uh, keep it accounts of this thing. So that's a bank account. So you can keep track of your bank accounts, balance your checkbook. Uh, it says measures. And you can convert measurements, you can store records, and travel. They have a world map. It tells you the time of day and dialing code information. And it even has a translator mm-hmm. for foreign words. So yes. like some helpful phrases. I mean, 
like there already was there like a couple of issues ago there was something similar to this like a no, sort of but didn't have a full keyboard with a docking station did it no, no it did it not it was just like right. a pack. so so all this sounds idea, like the future but, um, my god what yeah <laughs> i mean it's a great idea just like the game boy is not the platform wow. for it unfortunately it so gentlemen it was the most portable thing at the time so they really tried to to reach into the future and apparently it was 80 dollars Oh, I have some God. bad news for you, though, gentlemen. Did you have one of these? It was never released. Oh, oh. Yep. I wonder why. Maybe because it's a giant pile of shit? I don't know. Apparently, this was just the first prototype, and then they asked they had a second one that they were ready to release around top of it. So I wonder what happened with the funding. I guess they didn't get me all the way through. They wanted to make a Workboy 2, mm-hmm. and that one would have had a word processor. Yep. Oh, don't flip the page. Don't flip the page. Yeah, don't flip. Okay. Because I went back and I got it. So, because I was really bored whenever Mike was talking. And... <laughs> Love you, buddy. All right. Uh, we have... Grab, like, a notepad or something. Grab something to write. Oh, shit. Mike, it's your job. All right. What, what am I doing now? <laughs> All right, fine. I will. All right, thank Jesus. God. All right. Note to self, cut this bit out of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is good podcast. We're probably going to have to edit okay. this 40, out. 49. You want to do a clap or something? Yeah. One, two, three. All right. Um, so this is actually, we're at the point where there's going to be the awards, but um, I went back to issue 34, and I'm going to go through the list with uh, Ben... And Mike here, and myself, and we will select our uh, winners for the different categories. So Ben, Mike, John, and uh, so graphics and sound uh, that's split split into three categories. We have NES, Game Boy, and Super NES. Um, for the NES, we have uh, Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden 3, Shatterhand, Star Wars, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Graphics of, graphics and sound. Uh, ben. What were the options again? Battle t- <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden 3, Shatterhand, Star Wars, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, I'm going to have to go Shatterhand. Shatterhand. Because fuck Battletoads. I'm gonna go. Mike. I'm gonna go with Battletoads because our mm-hmm. press pauses use their pause. And then uh, I will actually go with Shadowhand too, but I doubt that'll win. <laughs> uh, all right, graphics and sound, Game Boy, uh, Battletoads, Castlevania Two, Belmont's Revenge. Thank you. Mega Man and. Dark- Is that the right here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm writing here too, so it's a little hard. All right, so all right. I, I got, got the issue up as well. I can look at it now. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So our options for, ga- right. for graphics and sound for Game Boy, Battletoads, Castlevania 2, Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge, Metroid 2, and R-Type. I would go with Mega Man because Mega Man games some usually have good music. All right. Ben. I will double down on uh, Mega Man as well. I'll take Castlevania. Okay. And then Super NES, Act Razor, Final Fantasy II, Super Castlevania IV, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and Super Mario World. Well, y'all know how much I love Final Fantasy II for the music, so 
I'm going with that for the sound. Okay. I will go with uh, yeah. Super Mario World. Yeah, it's no slouch. I could I could accept that too. Um, as much as I do dig Super Ghouls and Ghosts, I'm gonna go Super Mario World as well. All right, theme and fun. NES. Uh, we have Adventures of Lolo Three, Battletoads, Shatterhand, Star Trek, and Star Tropics. The only one I've really played to any degree is Battletoads, so I'm going with that. I'm gonna have to go with. I, if I haven't played the game, I'm gonna go with your recommendation. Go with Shatterhand. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Star Tropics. Well, if it's a Zelda clone. Okay. Theme and right. fun: Game Boy, Caesar's Palace, Final Fantasy Adventure, Mega Man, and Doctor Weather's Revenge, Nintendo World Cup Soccer, and Operation C. Mm. Go with Doctor Weather's Revenge because screw Final Fantasy on the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Mega Man as well. That's a sweep. And then for Super NES, we have Act Razor, Final Fantasy II, SimCity, Super Mario World, and Super Tennis. Uh, Super Mario right. World's definitely got the theme and the fun. Super Mario World would be a close second. Sweep it. Yeah. Okay, for challenge, NES we have Adventures of Lolo Three, Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden Three, The Rocketeer, The Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants. <laughs> uh, I guess <laughs> challenge would go to the Rocketeer because it can't be beat. That's the Super NES that you can't beat it. But okay, well, Battletoads has got that turbo level, which is pretty. I mean, like, that's the epitome of challenge or frustration. So, Battletoads? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with a challenge that you actually enjoy, and that's Adventures of Lolo 3. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to go with Ninja Gaiden. Very good. For Game Boy, we have Final Fantasy Adventure, Final Fantasy Legend 2, Mega Man Dr. Wilder's Revenge, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, and Sword of Hope, which I've never heard of until just now. Me neither. Uh, Final Fantasy Legend is that the one? The uh, the one that was a secret of mana. That would be Final Fantasy Adventure. Oh, okay. We'll go with that one then. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Metroid Two. I'll do that as well. And then Super NES, we have Pilot Wings, Populous, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Sim City, and U1 Squadron. I'll go with Super Ghouls and Ghosts because that is pretty challenging. I will double down on that and go with Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And sweep it. Okay, for play control, NES, we have Battletoads, High Speed, Kabuki, Quantum Fighter, Metal Storm, and Shatterhand. Uh, I haven't played any except for Battletoads, so I guess i got to go with that. I'll go Bukaki Fighter. Sounds fun. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, John's recommendation of Shatterhand. Yeah, me too, obviously. Okay, for Game Boy, we have Battletoads, Castlevania 2, Kid Icarus, and Metroid 2 Return of Samus, and R-Type. Okay, well, uh, I guess Castlevania for Control. I'll go with Metroid 2. I'll go with Castlevania. Okay, Super NES. We have Act Razor, F-Zero, Super Mario World, Super R-Type, and UN Squadron. Mario. Mario. Sweep it. Okay, and then for best multiplayer or simultaneous for any system, Battletoads for the NES, Tecmo Super Bowl for the NES, 
F1 Race for Game Boy, The Hunt from Red October for Game Boy, and Super Tennis <laughs> for Super NES. All right, good. Who, who wanted to play submarines on the freaking Game Boy with their friend? <laughs> by a link, right? Apparently, it, is, it does have a really good multiplayer mode because it's, it's like a sub hunt huh. against each other sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's either one or two. Which one are you yeah, picking? I'm going Battletoads. <laughs> I'm going to go with Super Tennis. Oh! oh. <laughs> What'd you think I was going to um, say? <laughs> and I'll, I'll go with Su- Tecmo Bowl. Okay, best overall villain for any system. We have Bowser from Super Mario Worlds, Dark Queen from Battletoads. Dr. Wily from Mega Man and Dr. Wily's Revenge, Sardius from Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and Zoda from Star Tropics. Bowser. He's timeless. I'm going to go with uh, the sexy Dark Queen from Battletoads. My only vote for Battletoads so far. <laughs> and Bowser. Okay, we have for most innovative game, any system, Final Fantasy II. For Super NES, The Hunt for Red October for Game Boy. Why is this one even nominated? Uh, Info Genius Personal Organizer for Game Boy, Pilot Wings for Super NES, and Smash TV for the NES. Final Fantasy 2. Good control, good vol- good music, good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do the same, by the way. I'm going to have to go with Info Genius Personal Organizer. <laughs> I hate you so much for <laughs> having to write that. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. Thank you. All right. And then Best overall. overall. So, for the NES, uh, Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden 3, Star Wars, Star Tropics, or Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> Star Wars made the cut. Oh my god, Not, they couldn't have just thrown in a yeah. Dr. Mario game or something. It had to be Star Wars. Oh my yeah, gosh, I guess we're going to Ninja bad. Gaiden 3. Uh, okay, best overall. Oh my gosh, this is tough. I'm going to have to go with uh, Star Tropics. Same. Game Boy, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Final Fantasy Adventure, Mega Man and Dr. Wily's Revenge, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, and Operation C. Final Fantasy Adventure. Um, I'm to concur, Final Fantasy Adventure. Um, I'm going to Castlevania. Okay. Super NES, Act Razor, Final Fantasy 2, Sim City, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and Super Mario World. I know it's going to be Super Mario World, but I just got to show some love for Final Fantasy 2. Super Mario World for me. Bitch. So you're really voting up Final Fantasy 2? He is. Uh, yeah. All right, Super Mario World, the greatest game of all time. All right. So I have it all written down. Let's. Uh, I have a. Let's, uh, before you get to that, I have a bonus for you guys. So I wasn't around for when you guys went through this issue, but I actually wrote down my votes from when I was. 10 years old. All right, let's let's do Ooh. that as part of part of this. Okay. All right. So you do the reveal what the winner was. Tell us Okay. If we Well, let's go let's go let's go for uh, All right. So here we are. We're, we're at we're at the awards. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh again, let's go back through it graphics and sound. Uh The winner is Ben wh- oh, No, no, no. Okay. Let's let's go through Ben. Ben had Shatterhand. Uh Mike had uh Battletoads. And I had Shatterhand, and ten-year-old Ben had Ninja Gaiden three. <laughs> okay, and the winner is Battletoads. So Mike is correct, at least according to <laughs> the playing public. <laughs> okay. All Do right. Get points for this? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, oh God. I'm taking it. Just get a point All if right. you win. All right. I'll circle wins. Okay. I had one. All right. All right. Yeah. Game Boy. Uh, for graphics and sound. 
Ben had Mega Man, Dr. Wiley, Mike had Mega Man, and I had Castlevania. And the winner is Metro. Oh, 10 year old Ben, sorry. Had Metroid 2. Oh, 10 year old Ben is right. Nice. Uh, but none of us are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then graphics and sound, Super NES. Uh, ben had Super Mario World. Mike had Final Fantasy 2. And I had Super Mario World. Ten-year-old Ben had... Super Mario World. Well, uh, all of us are right, except for Mike there. All right. And theme and fun. The uh, NES. uh, We had uh, Ben with Shatterhand, uh, Mike with Battletoads, and me with Star Tropics. And ten-year-old Ben... Adventures of Lolo 3. Oh, it was actually Battletoads, so Mike gets another win there. Battletoads is cleaning up. All right. Uh, Theme and fun for the Game Boy. Uh, We all had Mega Man, uh, and 10 year old Ben had Caesar's Palace. Oh, you are a bitch, 10 year old Ben. All right. All three of us are right. (laughs) Holy crap. Why did I vote for Caesar's Palace? I have no idea. Because you were drunk at the time? I don't know. (laughs) 10, yeah. Okay. Mm. All right, Super Nintendo <laughs> theme and fun. We all picked Super Mario World. Ten-year-old Ben picked. I picked uh, Super Mario World. And we're all right. Was, uh... When Mario all World right. was involved, everyone wins. <laughs> For best challenge, hmm. uh, we had. Um, oops, I skipped the page. Sorry. Uh, for best challenge on the NES, you had the low three. Mike had Battletoads, and, and I had Ninja Gaiden. Uh, and 10-year-old Ben... Had the Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Oh, well, it looks like I was right here. It was Ninja oh, Gaiden. Nice. All right. Uh, Game Boy, uh, you had Metroid 2. Mike had Final Fantasy Adventure. Uh, I had Metroid 2, and 10-year-old Ben had... Mega Man. And you and I today were right. Metroid 2. Was, uh, uh, <laughs> Adventure didn't even make the cut. Challenge, uh, we all picked Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, Ten-year-old Ben. Pilot Wings. And it was... We are right today, <laughs> Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Okay. Suck on that ten-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, play Control, NES. Uh, you... <laughs> this Battletoads is really fucking us. All right. Um, <laughs> you and I, Ben, pick Shatterhand. Mike's pick Battletoads. And Ten-year-old Ben pick... Battletoads. It was Battletoads, so Mike gets a point there. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Game Boy, Play Control, you picked Metroid 2. Uh, Mike picked... I can't read my... Castlevania? I don't know what you pick. Not Metroid yeah. 2. Uh, I picked Castlevania, and... Um, it, Penrill Ben picked... Metroid 2. All right, so you and your past version of you were Huzzah. correct for once. All right, and play control. We all picked Super Mario World. Ten-year-old Ben picked. F zero. Yeah, you're not so good there. We are all right though today. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, multiplayer. Um, oh, fucking Battletoads. All right, Mike picked Battletoads, <laughs> which is correct. <laughs> I was second place with with Tecmo Bowl, but uh, and tennis was wrong. Ben, what did uh, ten-year-old Ben pick? Um, ten-year-old Ben picked uh, F one race. <laughs> you really were drunk. All right. So we all picked Bowser for best overall villain. What a 10-year-old Ben picked. If it didn't pick, you didn't pick. Oh, wait, you know, you picked I Dark picked Queen. I picked Dark Queen, yeah. Sorry. 10-year-old right, Ben so Bowser, picked Dr. Wily. 
Uh, well, Mike and I, t- present day, are correct. Okay. It's Bowser. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Most innovative game. Shit. Uh, <laughs> you and I picked Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> ben picked Info Genius and 10-year-old Ben picked... Final Fantasy 2. Uh, well, Mike and I were right today, <laughs> and 10-year-old Ben was correct. Sweet. And then best overall games... Alright, so... Mike had Ninja Gaiden, uh, and you and I had Star Tropics, which didn't even place, and 10-year-old Ben had... Tecmo Super Bowl. Okay, well, none of us were right. It was Battletoads. second place. Alright. Uh, Game Boy game, you you both picked Final Fantasy Adventure, I picked Castlevania... And they all fucking uh, the 10-year-old Ben picked... Metroid 2. The 10-year-old Ben was Huzzah. right. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, uh, best overall, S- uh, Super Nintendo, um, Ben and I picked Super Mario World, Mike picked Final Fantasy 2, 10-year-old Ben picked... Super Mario World. And we're all right except for Mike. Huzzah. So... Let's, uh, you guys talk, I'll do some quick math All right, here. well, if you'd like to know, I can read through uh, what my I, choices were for my preference of my five favorite NES games at age 10. So, uh, let's see here. 43, what is that? All right, I have the tally. Okay. So, uh, Ben, at least by my back of the envelope, literally math, uh, had eight correct. Mike had 10 correct. And I had 10 correct, so Mike, you and I share the championship, mm, I guess. Okay. <laughs> we not only share a passing resemblance, we also share this. <laughs> Alright, would you guys like to guess uh, my top five NES games from uh, 1992? Sure. Okay, yeah. what would be my number one? Looking at the back of the players poll from volume 34. Oh, oh I, I closed that. Closed that. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, players pulled from number one game from ten year old Ben. What is it going to be? I think Super Mario World. NES. No, Super NES game. NES. NES, NES games. Uh, that I seem to be pretty yeah. good at The Legend of Zelda. All right, number hmm. two. Even that. TMNT two, the arcade game. Number three, okay. Maniac Mansion. Respect. <laughs> Number four is uh, Mega Man 4. And number five, and it's funny, I actually use Whiteout to fix these. Uh, <laughs> Knowing you today, that actually makes sense. But <laughs> number right. five is uh, Dr. Mario. And then for Game mm. Boy, we have... The Simpsons Escape from Camp Deadly. Apparently I love that game at some point. Uh, number two. I think he just like the Simpsons. Is Metroid Two: The Return of Samus. Number three is Super Mario Land. Number four is Mega Man Two. Number five, number two is Adventure Island. Mm. Mike's favorite. And then for Super NES, I have F Zero is my number one pick. Uh, number two, is Super Mario World. Number three. That was, you didn't have a Super Nintendo at that point, so you're just guessing yes. based on coverage. Number three is Joe and Mac. <laughs> number four is uh, Final Fight. And number five is Act Razor. So there you go. All right. 
Well, we only have a very small amount of coverage left in the uh, issue here. So do we cut off here? Uh, there's not enough for a whole second half. I don't think. <laughs> so we just plow through? I think we need to plow through. Oh my gosh! But well, we're, at an hour, we're at an hour and seven. I think we should break. Should we break? Just mess and up then, our schedule. Yeah, because I mean, there's still like. Right. Well, then I'll go ahead and sign us out here, folks. We'll be right back. And in case you weren't listening to this on a Monday, uh, feel free to wait for us for another four days. Sorry. <laughs> Catch us every Monday and Friday on uh, iTunes or on uh, Stitcher. Podbean, etc., etc. If you'd like to reach out to us in the meantime, please find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Playing with Power Pod, Playing with Power Podcast. You can also reach out to Mike on Twitter at GetThePower88. Uh, please do us a favor, go on iTunes, and give us a review, and really help us get the word out. And um, if you would like to donate a few bucks to our cause to the, keep the show running, please go to Patreon.com/PlayingWithPower. Thanks all for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing The Power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power.